Welcome to Start Dakota, a show by Startup Sioux Falls, where we dispel misconceptions about starting a business, uncover unique challenges faced by founders, highlight today's problem solvers, and build a stronger startup community for tomorrow. This project is powered by the SBA. Now, here's your host, Brianne Maynard. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Start Dakota. I'm your host, Brian Maynard, president of Startup Sioux Falls. Uh, this podcast is powered by the SBA through our Community Navigators Grant, so we thank them for their support. Today, we are talking with Jackie Wilson, who just recently graduated out of the MB cohort, um, and her business name, which it sounds like it's changed, Teaser. Um, what I have written down is authentically me, but Jackie... Why don't you introduce yourself, give us 30 seconds or less on you, your business, and and tell us what your new business name is. Um, so my name is Jackie Wilson, and the new business name is As I Am in Christ. Oh, wow. um, it was just something that seemed a little bit stronger and mm -hmm. combined my beliefs with what, what I'm trying to do in the community. Um, I have three daughters, and they're awesome, yeah. and I'm just looking to apply my life um, experiences uh, to this business to help other women. Tell me a little bit more about the business. So the business that I want to start, it's currently in its like developmental stages. Mm -hmm. um, and basically the business is a platform for women to show up uh, authentically as they are mm -hmm. um, and to be able to leverage the skills that they have to go out into the community and get the resources that they need to, to build that life that they want. Awesome. I have to imagine that your daughters are a source of inspiration for this work that you're doing. But can you talk a little bit more about the why behind why you're choosing to take this path? And if there was something along the way that inspired you to to want to serve underserved women in the community? So for me, what inspired me to want to do this type of work, it was more of like a calling than something that right. really... Um, I don't know. It was kind of something that, that, that just came to me. I mm -hmm. was an underserved woman. I was an underserved teenager mm -hmm. and child. I've come from a very difficult background that just includes a lot of different things that sure. I feel like has the ability to put people at a disadvantage when they're starting off in life. So I wanted to be um, the voice for some of those types of women and girls. That's awesome. I love it. So can you talk a little bit more about through this through this program, um, customer discovery is a big part of the process. Have you have you gotten been able to shed some light on who your customer is and what what specific problem you're solving for them in this journey? What kind of insights have you gained through the customer discovery process? So the when developing the customer yep. through the the program, I really saw myself as the customer, what yeah. I needed when I was a teenage girl, yeah. what I needed as a young woman starting out in life. And also some of the women in the community that I've come across that are homeless or maybe facing difficult situations. They really just don't know what resources are in Sioux Falls and how mm -hmm. to um, attain those resources and apply those things to their lives so that they can make it better. Awesome. That's a great answer. So then if we talk about competition, which is kind of a silly thing to say about such a wonderful cause, mm -hmm. but what other alternatives exist currently 
And, and, and how is your solution different from those other options on the table currently? So a lot of things that I found in Sioux Falls is more geared towards giving women what they need instead of teaching them how to do the things that they need to do to make uh, their success, um, Long term. Mm -hmm. So for me, I learned throughout my life that you can give somebody something. But if you teach them how to do it themselves, it lasts Mm -hmm. a lot longer. So that's something that I want to be able to do because it's a path that I've walked down. I'm currently walking down it still. Mm -hmm. um, And I just want to give give them hope and also just connect them with some of these resources that are available that people are not aware of. Awesome. Awesome answer. Um. I'm curious your professional background and that moment when you decided to want to take this leap into entrepreneurship. What what professionally has been your experience? And can you talk a little bit about that moment when you said, I want to do this. I want to go off on my own and, and start my own thing. So for me, I've had a history in customer service, mm-hmm. banking industry. Um, I've also done some things in healthcare as well. Okay. And those jobs were really fulfilling as well. But I felt like there was something deeper that I could could yeah. be doing. So um, when I thought about like everything that I had been through, mm-hmm. there's only so much of that that you can bring into a customer service role. Yeah, you can be nice to people and yeah. stuff like that. But I really wanted to go and work with the women that are often overlooked mm-hmm. in society and the teenage girls as well that's often overlooked. And and that, to me, was, was something that seemed more fulfilling to the life purpose mm-hmm. than just working like a nine to five. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. What have been some of the barriers and challenges into this leap into entrepreneurship from your lens? Like what what scared you and how, how have you been able to navigate some of those uncertainties along the way? So some of the barriers that I had is myself, to be honest with you. I was just (laughs) afraid of stepping out there on faith and just um, betting on myself. And some of the things that helped me was uh, the women at Envy, to be honest, like um, I've volunteered through their organization before um, with their volleyball program that they offer. And when I had all these ideas come up, I really didn't know where to start, but I was kind of pointed back in the direction of Envy. And they really just motivated me to do to show up for myself. So mm-hmm. when they told me about co-starters, that 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 was amazing. That was like another woman opened the door for me. Oh. Um, and I wanted to be able to do that. I want to be able to do that for other people. That's the stuff. You're giving me goosebumps. <laughs> um, so it was someone in in particular that pulled you aside and said, I think you should go through this program. How did you hear about the program and, and yeah, how did you get connected to it? So I originally went through dress for success and spoke with Lori. I have a little bit of history with dress for success as well. Lori is so awesome. Um, and when she was just asking me casually what, what I was up to these days. Mm -hmm. So I kind of shared with her some of the ideas that I had for this business. And she was able to pull together a meeting with, um, Megan Bartell. Um, I had never met her before, but she was just so warm and so welcoming and so encouraging to, to pursue this. Um, and as a result, um, she told me about the cohort that was starting at MB and thought I would be a good fit. So Mm -hmm. I applied for it and it's been amazing. What was that first session like? 
What what were you feeling and experiencing and and what were you surprised about going into it that first day? That first session was really about taking a look at yourself mm-hmm. and not leaving who you truly are out of your business. And yeah. for me, that was the thing that like lit a spark inside of me because a lot of times when people start businesses, I feel like they feel like they have to leave a part of themselves at home in order to come into the business. Mm -hmm. But being encouraged to be authentic and be yourself and show up as who you really are uh, during that first session, I just knew that I had to keep coming. Yeah. Um, Did you have your business idea already baked when you came into the program or was it something that evolved over, over the 10 sessions? It's certainly something that evolved over the 10 okay. sessions. I really Curious. didn't know what that looked like, but the the sessions certainly helped to develop it a little bit more. Oh, that's awesome. We have a lot more to get to mm-hmm. with Jackie, but we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, this is Amos, the community coordinator at Startup Sioux Falls, and I hope you're enjoying the show. Start Dakota is hosted by Startup Sioux Falls. We provide resources to make starting a business easier, including events, programs, mentorship, ecosystem navigation, and an actual space. If you have ever aspired to launch something of your own or run a business currently, we want you to join our community. Start with Startup Sioux Falls at startupsuefalls.com slash start. We're excited to connect with you. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the show. We're here talking with Jackie Wilson about her venture um, through the MB's cohort uh, through the SBA. Jackie, I happened to take a look at your application um, when you uh, went to apply for this co-starters program. And when asked what you were hoping to get out of the program, you said that you were looking to get more insight into the business world and network with like-minded individuals because you believe it takes a village. 100%. Yes. Uh, and you would also like to have feedback about your initiative and help in creating a business plan and a route to start up. Do you feel like after those 10 weeks were up that you got what you were hoping for? And what were you surprised about? What else did you learn along the way? So I certainly feel like that I've gotten more than what I initially went into it uh, seeking. I was able to make connections with women in the community that are successful and kind of started business businesses out of just like ideas that they had yeah. brewing in their minds and, and it actually turned into really successful stories. So it's been nice to be able to have those resources offered to to us as um, women that went through that program. And I certainly feel like I've been giving given more resources by uh, the women at MB with connections within yeah. the community to be able to um, have an insight and some into some of the nonprofits that are already in Sioux Falls operating, trying to do the same work. Mm-hmm. Was there one nugget of of wisdom or just an aha moment that you had along the ten weeks that you want to share, or something that came out of you know the group? think sessions is there anything that just kind of turned a light on for you you changed the name of your business so I'm curious you know if that came along the way as part of the self-discovery or if there was just something else that just kind of turned a light on for you for me it was probably that says second session that we Mm -hmm. had and the woman that came into the room at that time Mm -hmm. um 
I'm trying to think of her name. It's okay if you don't know it. But, but anyhow, she she gave uh, during her presentation. She was basically saying, lead with your heart and not mm. with your head. Mm. Her name is Lisa, by the way. Oh, um, was with, it Lisa Brower? Yes. Yeah. With Full Throttle Living. Yes. Her energy was amazing. And also her speaking about leading with your heart and not with your head. I find myself in my head a lot, yeah. you know, just like overthinking things, wanting things to be perfection. And she really just drove it in that it doesn't have to be that way. Just just lead with your heart, be who you are and everything else will follow that. Yeah. So that's something that I will certainly keep with me along this journey and will always be in my mind. Absolutely. I love that. Um, there are some, you know, in the ecosystem that are of the opinion that you shouldn't lead with your heart, that you need those technical skills to to truly understand how to navigate the ins and outs of running a business like a business, the mm -hmm. revenues, the expenses, all that, you know, really fun stuff that we have to do on the side mm -hmm. from that perspective do you feel like you're you're more equipped to to run the business like a business i think i certainly am mb gave us all the mm -hmm. tools through the co-starters program that we need throughout that 10 weeks to yeah. run the business as an owner as a founder as yeah. a creative um just as the, the the brain, and that's a lot yeah. of things that you'll have to do as you're developing the business before you're able to hire out these positions. So it, it certainly prepared me to wear all those hats. That's awesome. So where do we go from here, Jackie? What is the next step in your, your business journey and what do you need? The next step for me is I actually want to finish school. Yeah. Um, I was going to healthcare for healthcare originally, but mm -hmm. now I want to have more of a degree in social work or oh. sociology, um, just to be able to bring um, that background into the work that I'm trying to do as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I also want to partner with some of the organizations that's already doing amazing work in Sioux Falls and just be like that voice of someone who's received some of these services mm -hmm. to be able to help them to, um, cultivate their 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 what they do around someone who has the perspective of of the customer so i want to do a lot of partnershiping with yeah. the a lot of agencies in sioux falls just to get more information and just to get my feet wet and and what that looks like so identifying gaps yeah. that's that's exactly what we do as an organization mm -hmm. we never want to overlap we want to enhance the work that others around us are doing. Yes. So I, I love that mindset. Are you considering like a 501c3? Are, are you going to go the route of a nonprofit? Or are you not sure yet? I wasn't sure coming into it. Mm -hmm. um, but I think nonprofit is more of the way that I do want to go. Because yep. it, it's never really been about money for me. Sure. Um, so I think that uh, the 501c3 will probably be the best option for this business. After you graduate. Yes. Right? Oh, that's so exciting. What, from your perspective, do we need to talk more about as a startup community? Where are those, those gaps that we still need to fill from your lens? Like speaking from your own experience and the resources that you need to keep going and stay motivated to continue on this entrepreneurial journey. What, are, what, what do we need to do more of from your perspective? I think as a part of the startup community, um, we don't really see a lot of people 
in the developmental phases of their business. Mm -hmm. We see these large companies or these small businesses that are up and running and they're successful, but we don't really get a lot of insight in what it took to get there. So Mm -hmm. a part of the program that you guys offered is bringing in business owners. And that was the most, one of the most valuable pieces to me because I saw women that started, um, in places of uncertainty and just continued to persevere through that and was able to successfully start businesses. So I think to have more people willing to do that mm-hmm. and to um, be like a mentor to, to other people starting businesses, I think that that would be very beneficial to people that's trying to start up. Yeah. Did, were, were you able to connect with a mentor through this program? And are you still meeting with that person? So I haven't connected with a mentor per se, but I certainly have a list of amazing resources that I can reach out to. I want to have all my ducks in the row before I do that, you know, because I think people's time is valuable. So I certainly want to um, utilize all those resources when that time comes. Awesome. And how has the rest of the cohort helped lift you up in your journey? Just just connecting with other startups and entrepreneurs. I think it was something really amazing about being in a room full of women through MB. Um, You can be a little bit more vulnerable with women. Um, We were certainly very open to feedback from one another. So um, it's been really nice to walk along this path with women from all different walks of life. We all Mm -hmm. have our own journey and our own stories. And it's been really nice to be able to get get to know some of those women and also to to have them pour into me and then I be able to pour into them as well. Mm -hmm. And I plan to keep those connections. Clearly, there's a difference in need um, when it comes to female and male entrepreneurs. What what are those those unique differences and why was it so powerful to be in this room with with only women where some are of the opinion that they'd rather just mix, mm-hmm. you know, with with different, you know, walks of life and, and different genders and, and all of those things. What what made that process so powerful and what do women need specifically to get over their, you know, their hurdles of, of, of wanting to start a business? I think women need the motivation of other women and MB is an amazing organization that does a lot of that work already. Mm -hmm. Um, I think being in a room with women, we're able to just be a little bit softer and more vulnerable and, and not feel like we have to show up so um, strong and just all these different things. You're able to show up as who you are and just be who you are and, and, and able to just get so much out of the, the experience when you're able to do that. You mentioned you have three girls. What what kind of barrier to entry does lack of or, or not enough child care or the cost of child care have on this process and this journey for you? So the lack of child care is a huge thing in Sioux Falls right now. Yep. And it's been really tough to uh just because the cost is a lot and also there's not a lot of availability for quality child care in Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. Um, and with working through MB, they did give us the option of utilizing their child care centers to be able to attend the 10 week program. So that's been amazing. Awesome. Um, but I certainly think that that's something that needs to be addressed as well. And I see that Sioux Falls is actually looking into that. So yes, that's amazing. They are. I'm curious what, what ideas you have that are maybe bubbling up in that regard? Like what do we need to do differently as a community to be more supportive of working mothers? Hmm. It's a big question. It is. <laughs> I don't have a good answer either. 
So I think a way that um, Sioux Falls can be more supportive of working women Mm -hmm. is building programs, maybe sponsorships for childcare or whatever it may be that a woman would need to be successful. Mm -hmm. I find a lot of time that resources are hard to attain when you're trying. Um, But maybe in a different situation or circumstance, these resources may be readily available. And sometimes people just don't need those things at the time. So I think that Sioux Falls is in a great position to be able to offer more of the resources that they do have available to to people that's out here trying to start things on their own and not to feel like you're just doing it on your own. Because it's really tough when you are. Absolutely. So we're going to take a short break, but there's lots more to discuss with Jackie. We will be right back. Hey, this is Jeff Hayward with Startup Sioux Falls. Welcome back to the Co-Starters Challenge, a recurring segment where we'll provide some tips for launching or growing your startup, as well as an action you can take called fieldwork. Today, we're going to consider your advantage, the thing that sets you apart from the alternative solutions that are available to your customer. What is it about you and your startup that set you apart from the competition? Do you have more expertise than another business? Do you have more experience than other businesses? If someone else started a similar venture, why are you more likely to succeed? And now your fieldwork. Identify what your advantage is and make note of it on your co-starters canvas. Reminder that this is a free tool. You can find the link in the show notes. Being able to effectively communicate why you're the best possible solution will make your business stand out from the crowd. See you next month on the next co-starters challenge. All right, welcome back to the show. We're talking with Jackie Wilson, who is one of the recent graduates out of our MB cohort. Yes. And one of the things that happened along the way of her journey was she decided to change the name of her her business idea. Um, so tell us a little bit more about the why behind As I Am in Christ. For me, my faith is a huge part of who I am. And I feel like it's been a huge part of the drive to to, to push through some of the barriers that I faced in my life. So that was something that I kind of, you know, went back and forth on to see if I wanted to, to actually change the name. But I, I truly believe that bringing your whole self into your business is super important. So Absolutely. bringing my faith into my business is something that I could not do without. Um, and the as I am part, a lot of times people feel like they have to wear a mask to show up in this world or to show up in the workplace. And I just want a space for women to be who they are um, and to show up as who they are and mm-hmm. figure out the steps that they need to take to get to the place that they want to be. Absolutely. Do you see any challenges, barriers, hurdles to presenting your business as a faith based business? Are it just, you know, from the perspective of, you know, there's different lo- walks of life, people practice in different ways, they, you know, practice faith in different ways. Is there, do you see any barriers to really rooting yourself in, in your beliefs? I initially thought about all the barriers mm-hmm. and then I had to consider that there's a specific audience for my business right. and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. And we all are from different walks of life and that's okay. I don't want to be exclusive of anyone. I want to be inclusive of everybody because I think that we all have faith of, of some sort, Mm -hmm. you know, that some higher power that we depend on. And I think people should be free to choose that for themselves. But um, ultimately everybody want to be the best version of themselves. So that's basically the reason why I decided to just go with it. Mm -hmm. 
Are there any people in your life, um, maybe not not family, but but individuals that you that have inspired you to do this work? Can you give me a story of someone that you've helped in in some capacity? There has to be there. There's some reason why you're 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 called to this work. I'm just curious if there was someone in your life that you helped along the way or gave good advice to. So for me, um, recently, I've just been on a journey of discovering myself. Yeah. And in that journey, I found some of the things that I struggle with. Um, I don't want that answer. Okay. I want to give a different yeah, one. Go ahead. So basically, I, I, I was a hairstylist um, for a while, and uh, I find myself being kind of like a counselor to a lot of women. I remember women. you bringing this up. That's and resonates with every woman that goes to a salon. Yeah, so I felt like I was kind of a therapist, and I enjoyed doing <laughs> it. So um, I really wanted to do this work because I kept running into women that had barriers that prevented them from pursuing the life that they truly wanted. It was one lady in particular. She was in Walmart. And she was kind of struggling with her groceries. I was by myself and she was prepared to take the bus to where she was trying to go. And it was all the way up on like 60th North Cliff. And we were at the East Side Walmart. She was totally prepared to take the bus. And I'm like, can I just give you a ride? And then in that moment, she felt comfortable around me and she shared what she was going through. And I just couldn't believe it. And being able to connect with someone just be by, you know, authentically offering them help because you see that they're struggling and to have that woman be able to open up to me to stuff that she probably wouldn't have even shared with her closest friends or family or church family. Um, I was like, there has to be something more that yeah. I'm called to do. Oh. So that's kind of something that inspired me to pursue this avenue. That's great. Um, do you consider yourself an empath then, filled with empathy? Do you ever do any of the personality tests? Like, where do you fall on the spectrum? So for me, I've always found myself being super compassionate towards yeah. other people, even in the midst of going through my own difficulties and struggles. I found myself always trying to help other people. And then I got to the place where I said, you know what, you have to help you, too. Mm -hmm. So in doing that, that opened up a lot about who I truly am as a person. And I, I, I absolutely love helping people Yeah, and helping people to see what's inside of them that they may not be able to see themselves. Yeah. I have to imagine that that's something that you've self identified as a superpower. And yes. I, I'm curious what, what you think you need to work on moving forward as, as a whole entrepreneur, is there something that you're like, I really need to dig in to this aspect of business ownership what is that thing that you think that you need more support in? Um, so let's see. I can tell you mine's finance and it always will be. So that's a big thing, too, because in doing things from the heart, we kind of forget that we are in it to be successful and to change people's lives. Mm -hmm. So finance probably is something that, you know, I certainly can say that I need help with, too, mm -hmm. because even when I was hairstyling and stuff like that, you know. Money management was not my strong suit. So that's something that I I'm I know certain. how to spend it, though. Right. And then with the 501c3, it's very strict rules that you have to yeah. follow. So yeah. that's something that I know I'll, I'll need additional help with. Awesome. Yeah, always. We're always a work in progress. I am curious. Now that you have this experience under your belt, 
how do you see yourself becoming more of a resource to other aspiring entrepreneurs? And I know you're like you're you're early in your journey, but now you're further ahead than somebody else. How do you pull somebody else up along with you like like the women at MB did for you? What are you planning to do there? I plan to promote Startup Sioux Falls as much as Thank I can, <laughs> to be honest with you, to promote MB as much as I can and Dress for Success. Yeah. All of these programs have been really amazing in helping me to even get to this point. Yeah. I probably wouldn't even be sitting in this room if it wasn't for these organizations yeah. um, pushing me to believe in myself. I know a lot of women who have amazing ideas, beautiful spirits, um, that has ideas brewing in their head and they really don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. So now that I know that these resources are available, trust me, your phones will be ringing. Oh, <laughs> good. That's, there's that customer service coming out in you, Jackie. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now that we're really warmed up, um, I want to go back to your business, your, your offerings. And I want you to give me a 30-second elevator pitch for your business for those that are listening in the hopes that someone, hopefully multiple people, are going to reach out and say, I want to collaborate with you. So what I want to do through Authentically Me is to help women to who are in dark places in their lives, experiencing trauma or, or whatever it may be. Um, to be able to see the light that is out there for them, to be able to to, to find hope um, through an organization that um, can navigate them in the ways that they need to go to be able to be successful in their lives. I don't think that people are defined by the experiences that they've been through. I think everybody has something unique and amazing to bring to this world. And I just want to help um, underserved women to find what it is that's already inside of them and to to point them in the direction that they need to go to be able to, to be successful in their own lives. I think we need to let that simmer for a minute. We're going to take one more quick break. And when we come back, we're going to do a lightning round. We'll see you in a minute. Welcome to the Business Minute, a recurring segment powered by the SBA, where we'll share business facts and resources available to entrepreneurs throughout the U.S. Small Business Administration. This is Sadie Swear, Executive Director of SD CEO East Women's Business Center. Did you know there are roughly 12 million women-owned businesses in 2017, with 388.1 billion in payroll and 10.1 million employees? However, women remain underrepresented in small business ownership, as women-owned firms make up only 20% of all employer firms. Interested in starting a business or already own a business? There are many free resources available. One of those resources is SDCEO. SDCEO is a resource organization focused on empowering women in entrepreneurship across South Dakota by providing entrepreneurs with the resources they need to succeed. Along with free and confidential business consultations, SDCEO offers in-person workshops, online training courses, educational seminars, and networking opportunities. Learn more about SDCEO at bhsu.edu backslash SDCEO. Okay, welcome back. We are here with Jackie Wilson, who's been talking to us about everything women's empowerment, and I'm feeling empowered to a point where I feel like it's time for a lightning round, Jackie. Are you ready for this? I am. Awesome. First question, iPhone or Android? 
Definitely iPhone. Yes. But I can say I was kind of pressured into that because I used to be an Android girl. Okay. But everybody used to make fun of me and actually... <laughs> and acted like I wasn't a part of the cool kids because I didn't have an iPhone, but I really love iPhones. Oh, they're really tech savvy. Yeah. <laughs> they're really tech savvy and it's really good for business ownership as well. So it has a lot of tools and resources that I can use. So I love it. Amen. Coffee or tea? Certainly coffee. I'm yes. a coffee addict. I think Starbucks get majority of my okay. money. Um I, I love a nice warm cup of coffee. Cream, no cream. More cream than coffee. So maybe okay. I'm a creamer fan. I can about see the consistency of your coffee right yeah. now. <laughs> hoodie or blazer? Certainly a hoodie. Yeah. I, I'm a tomboy at heart. Oh, so good. It's a lot to give me in a dress these days, but <laughs> I want to look the part. So Do you I'm, have like a favorite hoodie? Like one that's all tattered and you just wear it anyway, even though it's falling apart? I, not a favorite one, Yeah. Um, but I do have a lot of them. Okay. I'm going to have to see this sometime. Yeah. Beer or wine or neither? Neither, but I certainly used to be a wine drinker. Okay. okay. Moscato, white wine, not really okay. into the to the dry ones, but yeah. that was one of my favorites. I've really gotten into kombucha, by the way. Are you a kombucha fan? My Ever daughter literally just bought kombucha <laughs> home, two of them, and said, we're trying this because we've been talking about it. Yeah. So she brought two home. They're still in the fridge. I'm a little scared, but... It depends on what kind. So I'm I've not got sure. some brands I'll recommend to you. Okay. But yeah, it's it's good stuff. It can be. Instagram or LinkedIn for you? Which one do you prefer to use? Certainly Instagram. Yeah. I think it's a little bit more of a fun way to connect with people. Yeah. You don't have to be so professional right. on Instagram. Are you on LinkedIn? I'm not currently. Okay, I think but... we need to get you on LinkedIn. Okay. From the business side. Yes, absolutely. TikTok or no? TikTok. We have a love-hate relationship. Yeah. It's a complete rabbit hole, and I'm kind of scared of utilizing that much time online. So I try to stay away from TikTok as much okay. as I can. Okay. Have you ever made one? No, okay. I haven't. Daughters? Are they doing oh, it? Oh, yeah. Okay. I got to see this, too. They're totally into it. I'm fascinated. I Yeah, I do not partake either. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Mm. Any Choc particular dark, sweet, white chocolate, anything in particular? I like them all. Okay. But I, I can't like, say that they like, like me because, yeah. <laughs> the dairy? Is it the dairy? Yes, I'm lactose intolerant, but <laughs> oh, I love no. everything dairy. It just doesn't like me. Devastating. Yes. But there are dairy-free versions. They so, don't taste as good. But they're not as good. Nope. nope. Sometimes we just make sacrifices. Are you a sports person? Not really. So baseball or football, you don't care either way? Nope. But if it was volleyball, I'm all in. Volleyball. Yes. There it is. Boom. That is the thing that I love. I've played in middle school and high school, and yeah. I've coached a couple times through MB, awesome. and it's been amazing. That's right. You talked about that. That's great. Favorite movie or book? My favorite book right now that I'm currently reading is called Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. Ooh. She does amazing work with just like trauma and how that affects your life and your thinking and all that. Mm -hmm. So I'm really into her TED Talks and her books right now. Good so that's what I'm deal. currently reading. Love that. Last question I have for you is, can you name an entrepreneur either locally or globally that you admire and that you look up to? Business owner or a business, just a... To be honest, my model. current favorite, and I'm not biased in any way, is MB. Like, yeah. the work that they're doing with women is so amazing. I think that women have been overshadowed for so long. And to have an organization that's specifically developed around women and girls, I think it's amazing and it's so necessary. I wish there was an MB in every city oh. across 
across Megan the country. Megan Carey team, I hope you all appreciate this love that we're giving to you, and it is well-deserved. Yes, it is. I, I can't say enough about the organization myself. I have been through the Women's Leadership Program. I've become a mentor, um, and I, I see that path for you, Jackie. I really do. So um, I'm going to hold you accountable right here on the podcast. I think you should apply for the Women's Leadership Program. Maybe not this year, but... Maybe next year. Absolutely. I'm going to I'm going to try to do that. Carrie, Megan, <laughs> we're holding her to it. It has been such a pleasure getting to know you. And I just want to let you know that this startup community, this entrepreneurial ecosystem that we're building here in the greater Sioux Falls area, we're here for you. And for whatever you need moving forward, that is why we exist. We're here to to build better communities through entrepreneurship. And I see that in you. So I know this isn't going to be the last time we hear from Jackie. Alrighty. So we'll see you next time. And thanks again for listening. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for Start Dakota. Visit our website at startupsufalls.com to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend to rate our show on iTunes. If you are a founder and aspiring entrepreneur, you can get started by visiting our website at startupsufalls.com slash start. Start Dakota is made possible by funding from the U.S. Small Business Administration. With this funding, Startup Sioux Falls is piloting an expanded version of its co-starters business accelerator program and providing additional resources to support underserved founders. Start with Startup Sioux Falls. 